the harsh withdrawals from his family. For the beginning of pride is sin, and the one who clings to it pours out abominations. Therefore, the Lord brings upon them unheard of calamities and destroys them completely. The Lord overthrows the thrones of rulers and enthrones the lowly in their place. The Lord plucks up the roots of the nations and plants the humble in their place. The Lord lays waste the lands of the nations and destroys them to the foundations of the earth. He removes some of them and destroys them and erases the memory of them from the earth. Pride was not created for human beings or violent anger those born of women. The word of the
from the letter to the Hebrews. Let mutual, mutual love continue. Do not neglect to show hospitality for strangers. For by doing that, some may have entertained angels without knowing it. Remember those who are in prison as though you were in prison with them. Those who are being tortured as though you yourselves were being tortured. Let marriage be held in honor by all, and let the marriage bed be kept undefiled. For God will judge fornicators and adulterers. Keep your lives free from the love of money, and be content with what you have. For he has said, I will never leave you or forsake you. So we can say with confidence, the Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. What can anyone do to me? You remember your leaders, those who spoke the word of God to you. Consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. Through him, then, let us continually offer a sacrifice of praise to God, that is, the fruit of lips that confess his name. Do not neglect to do good and to share what you have, for such sacrifices are pleasing to God. The word of the Lord.
In the name of one holy and loving triune When we read this gospel at Safi, as we usually do, earlier this week, my first thought was, my goodness, Jesus would have made a great kindergarten teacher. And whether that causes your mind to go to one of the many songs that we teach five-year-olds about kindness and sharing, or whether you think about Robert Fulton's classic book, All I Really Need to Know I Learned in Kindergarten, I think you probably get what I mean by Jesus as a kindergarten teacher. Now the kindergarten level lesson in today's gospel can be wrapped up in three phrases. Be kind. Offer the best seat to someone else. Be generous. Give gifts for the joy of giving, not for the hope of getting something in return. And be wealthy. Seek out the people who have been excluded and invite them in. Sure, we could be more academic about today's gospel. We could dive into the social norms of Jesus' time, the countercultural suggestion of asking a person of prestige to sit in the servant's place or asking a servant to take the place of honor. We could unpack the subversive nature of Jesus, always pushing up against oppressive social norms. We could investigate the culture of the Pharisees who were hosting Jesus and who have such a complex relationship with him throughout the Gospel of Luke. We could even get all anthropological in our study of what the table and chairs might have looked like. But essentially Jesus is just saying, be kind, be generous, be welcoming. 
We speak of these lessons, or today I'm speaking of these lessons, as kindergarten lessons because they're so basic. And because children do have the capacity to begin to learn to walk the road from self-interest to altruism. But as old as we get, we never quite arrive at that destination all the way, do we? Now, during my time in Concord, I learned that there are some places where the road from self-interest to altruism is quite hard to walk or drive, like, say, the Concord Rotary. <laughs> I'm usually a pretty calm driver, but the other day I became very frustrated at someone in the Concord Rotary. We don't need to go into details about what was happening there, but... You know what it's like in that circle of survival, right? I yelled, and I honked as I swerved out of the rotary and onto two-way. And then I immediately froze. All by myself in that car, I actually turned red with shame. I felt the collar. Phew, I wasn't wearing it. I am not just racing skirts. I replayed the other driver's angry face in my mind, hopefully not someone who recognized me. I took a deep breath, and only then was I able to move to the place where Jesus is inviting us today. My regret shifted from my own pride to remorse about my treatment of another driver. I had flung anger her way, told her to get out of the way, and I had no idea how much of my anger stuck to her. I had no idea what else she was navigating in life. Now, I do know that we all lose it sometimes. What happens in the Concord Rotary is relatively minor in the grand scheme of things. And yet, it matters. It matters whether we walk or drive through life either putting ourselves first or offering space to others. It matters that I treat all drivers as if they might be one of you. Not to protect my reputation, but out of respect for them. It matters when kindness and generosity show up in us, and it matters when they don't. And yet, it's never as easy as the posters in those kindergarten classrooms make it seem, is it? Sometimes it's quite difficult. When we were in Lowell last month, another person in our group and I were cleaning the sacristy of St. Anthony's Church, safely locked in that big stone building in the city. And we spoke about how it was that we might be able to go about being in mutual, caring relationship with the people who were outside that building. Adults, teens, and children were camping out around the churchyard of St. Anne's. In a previous year, I had seen a mother bathing her toddler at 9 o'clock at night in one of the city fountains around the corner. A few unhoused people were cleaning up the churchyard when we had arrived, getting rid of the trash, the feces, and the needles that they found around the church and along the adjacent canal. They told me that homelessness was on the rise since we had last been there in 2016 on the pilgrimage, and some of the resulting debris of such homelessness was getting hard for the homeless community to deal with. Now most of us here in this space right now 
particularly those who have nothing beyond themselves to offer in return. The conundrum that we spoke of while cleaning the sacristy that day was this. If we truly enter relationship with the people who live on the street, as Jesus is asking us to, we will no longer be able to stomach their homelessness, their hunger, or the way that they are treated. We will no longer be able to justify the way that we spend money. We'll no longer be at peace with having empty guest bedrooms while others are being harassed by local law enforcement for sleeping on park benches and in churchyards. This is hard. We have a long way to go. We began this lesson in kindergarten. As a people, we began this lesson in the Garden of Eden, wanting more than we were told we could have. In the crossing of the wilderness, complaining about the lack of variety and the manna from heaven. In the building up of Jerusalem, getting territorial over God's creation. In the years of Jesus' life, struggling to understand the radical love that he preached. Our scripture, week after week, subtly or not so subtly, pushes us out of self-interest and into the basics. Be kind. Be generous. Be welcoming. The letter to the Hebrews, the part of it that we heard Libby read a little while ago, implores us into the kind of full empathy that is required. Paul wrote, Let mutual love continue. Do not neglect to show hospitality to strangers, for by Queen some have entertained angels without knowing them. Remember those who are in prison as though you were in prison with them. Those who are being tortured, as though you yourself were being tortured. How do we find the strength to empathize that deeply? And how, we might ask for these words, possibly be 2,000 years old, we could easily write them today. Let mutual love continue. Do not neglect the people sleeping in the churchyards of Lowell. Ask them what you can do to help, for by doing so, some have entered into relationship with angels. Remember those torn from their families as if your children were torn from your arms. Those who are in cages as if you were in a cage with them. Those who have lost loved ones to gun violence as if you too know the anguish of that kind of pain in your home. Remember those on the highways and byways and rotaries of life as if the other travelers were your family members. Be kind, be generous, be radically, inclusively, empathetically welcoming. The theologian Richard Moore says he thinks that we as the body of Christ and as a society are starting to hear these repeated lessons and we are finally growing up. The words he uses. He has said that he thinks Christianity thus far has been like, like kindergartners at the early stage of our development. But now our faith is becoming more mature, more open to the vastness of divine mystery, and more open to one another's humanity, more open to sacred friendship. Friendship that crosses the borders of our immature making. I hope so. I hope that's where we are 
I hope we are growing up. I pray that we are evolving. Because it is time. It is time for us to pack our bags with empathy, patience, and love. It is time for us to unpack our habits of dehumanizing, neglecting, and justifying. It is time for us to step up to the next level, whatever that might be. It is time to let mutual love grow deeper roots. It is time to entertain angels in kindness, in generosity, as the welcoming people of God. Charlie, Michael, Joe, Stuart, 
Fong, Jean, Claudia, Colby, Birch, John, Matthew, Steve, Arlie, Will, Barbara, Jack, Edie, Kirsty, Edith, are others. Have compassion on those who suffer from any grief or trouble.
Welcome to Trinity Church. If you're visiting us, we're so glad you're here, and we hope you'll visit our welcome table where there's someone who's waiting to meet you and answer any questions you might have. We also hope that everyone will join us for coffee hour, visitors and not after this, uh, down those stairs and around the corner into the parish hall. Um, I heard there's lobster, macaroni, and cheese today. <laughs> I mean, why wouldn't you stay? Um, a couple of other short announcements. I know Robert has one. Just to announce that this is the week that we start choir rehearsals. So this morning is our last pickup choir for the Sunday, for the summer. So Thursdays at 4, 5.15, and 7.30 are rehearsals for choir. If you want to know which group you should belong to, see me in coffee. As a parent of choir children, I highly recommend the youth and junior choir. Um, there is speaking of such, there is registration for all children's programming in the hall on the way to the um, parish hall. So if you have any questions about that for your family or for anyone in your life, there is material to take from Carol Brady. She's also there to answer your questions. Another just brief note, as you know, because we honored her so beautifully last week, Anne Lynch uh, has retired fully. And Susan McDonald left a couple weeks ago which means that the office is currently unstaffed. Um, we are working on it, we are very hopeful, and we hope to have a staff person, a full-time staff person in the office by October. Um, what this means, in effect, is if you call and you have a hard time finding us, we're just currently in a short chat. You may, yes. Um, so do, do continue to do whatever you need to do in terms of your weekly interaction with Trinity, but just know that we are currently a little well on um, We all require a little patience and grace right now. Uh, there will be healing prayer during communion and immediately following in this transept today. So if you have anything on your heart or mind that you'd like to have some prayers for, you can head over there after you Walk in love as Christ loves us and gave himself for us an offering and sacrifice to God.
hungry in our cities and towns. And let us not be fully at peace at our own table until all of your children are The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. God of all power, ruler of the universe, you are worthy of glory and praise. At your command, all things came to be. The vast expanse of interstellar space, galaxies, suns, the planets and their courses, and this fragile earth, our island home. From the primal elements you brought forth the human race and blessed us with memory, reason, and skill. You made us the rulers of creation, but we turned against you and betrayed your trust, and we turned against one another. Again and again you call us to return. Through prophets and sages you revealed your righteous law, and in the fullness of time you sent your only son, born of a woman, Fulfill your law, to open for us the way of freedom and peace. And therefore we praise you, joining with the heavenly chorus, with prophets, apostles, and martyrs, and with all those in every generation who have looked to you in hope to proclaim with them your glory in their unending.
Deliver us from the presumption of coming to this table for solace only and not for strength, for pardon only and not for renewal. Let the grace of this holy communion make us one body, one spirit in Christ, that we may worthily serve the world in his name. Accept these prayers and praises, Father, through Jesus Christ, our great High Priest, to whom with you and the Holy Spirit, your Church, is honor, glory, and worship from generation to generation. Amen. And now, as our Savior Christ has taught us, we are bold to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth and in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Hallelujah, Christ our Passover, the sacrifice for us. The gift of God for the people of God. Take them in remembrance that Christ died for you and feed on them in your hearts by faith with thanksgiving, knowing that all are welcome.
Almighty and ever-living God, we thank you for feeding us with the spiritual food of the most precious body and blood of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, and for assuring us in these holy mysteries that we are living members of the body of your Son and heirs of your eternal kingdom. And now, Father, send us out to do the work you have given us to love and serve you as faithful witnesses of Christ our Lord, to Him, to you, and to the Holy Spirit, be honored and glory, now and forever. Amen. In the name of God and of this congregation, I send you forth bearing these holy gifts, and those who you go may share with us in the communion. Of Christ's body and blood. We who are many are one body, because we all share one bread, one cup. My friends, life is short, and we do not have much time to gladden the hearts of our fellow travelers here on earth. So be swift to love, make haste towards kindness and generosity, and may the blessing of God Almighty. Creator, the Redeemer, and the Sanctifier be with you and those you love, this day and always. Amen. Amen.